position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, welcome to episode number 253 of the Best Linux Games Podcast. Being recorded for you uh, uh, on this glorious Friday evening here in Glamorous Las Vegas, Nevada. Friday, August 30th, 2019 at 21.38 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, Left Coast Time, PST, 9.39 to the likes of you and me. Uh, Normally, this is where I would say crack engineer Ivor Molina is over there in the booth, but we'll get to that in a moment. He is dead. Ivor was killed this week. We will address that in a moment, but first I know that if he were here he would be holding up the whiskey sign, so drink, 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 drink oh, mmm there, that's good, oh god that's good oh, and of course that would make it for our sequel friends 2019 uh, 08-30 uh, 21-38 PM Pacific Coast time, left coast, coast of the most bitches. Um, so let's get straight to it. Uh, in terms of, we have a huge show and lots of uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, divergence. Within that's not the right word. Lots of we will uh, 
we will take a scenic route to all of the many assorted topics that we have to cover this week. Oh god, if I were here, he would be hanging himself because he knows he knows when a show is gonna go for like 17 hours. This has the potential to be just one of those shows. But before we get to anything, let's go to our top stories. First of all, regarding Ivor Molina, who, by the way, is since this happened, this happened on uh, yesterday, actually, it happened yesterday uh, in our Discord chat. Um, I'm going to read read some of it to you. I think that'll you know, blah, this is between uh, Boldy and I uh, in the Discord and um, I was remarking about uh, part of today's feature, uh, that being No Man's Sky and VR, which now works, but we're, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, I I, I uh, said in the Discord that um, now that VR works in No Man's Sky, I will probably be found dead uh, weeks after having expired with my Valve Index still strapped to my head with a smile stitched across my face like some sort of ghoulish, hideous serial killer's warning or a lure to like his adversary on the on the police force. You'll never catch me, and I will kill again. That's what I'll look like. That's what I basically what I said. And uh, Boldy replied with, uh, "Tell Ivor I have a gardening position open." And I replied with, "I will have you know, Boldy Lockers, that Ivor is a professionally trained audio engineer. The people from his village revere him as a god." And as his legal represent- representative, I have been authorized to vaporize you unto death from suborbital death ray, calibrating three, two, one. Ivor runs, flailing between you and the blast, waving his arms desperately to stop the madness. Great! See? Now you fucking got Ivor killed! Fucking shit! So, ever since then, Ivor has been, because uh, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him. Uh, by the way, Ivor, you're fired. I'm firing the ghost of Ivor right now. He's been manifesting himself as an ectoplasmic uh, resin kind of fog, kind of bacterial, you know, matte kind of finish on the uh, glass of the booth. Oh, there. Ah! Oh, he, he's he's drawing something in his own ectoplasmic slime. What is it? Ah! Uh, uh, ah! It says booze. It's, so cheers, Ivor. You're fired. You will not be missed. And hopefully this shit doesn't get any weirder than it already is. Um, so yeah, you can blame Bully Lockers if this week's episode sounds like shit. We are without the services of Ivor Molina, who has knocked off this mortal coil and has left the corporeal realm for a... Uh, for the vorpal abode of the ether. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, man. If I could find Vincent Price saying the word... Well, I could probably edit that. Well, actually, Ivor could probably edit that. I can't edit anything. If I could find Vincent Price saying I and Vor, it'd be great to have him say something like Ivor, who is knocked off of this mortal coil and seeks his abode in the vorpal ethereal planes. Anyway, so, 
Let's get on with the show. That's that's our first top story. We have so much shit to get through this week. Next up, uh, I finally got my tornado uh, spinner, which is an arcade uh, dial spinner, um, meant for mounting in like a X arcade tank stick or whatever generic um, you know plywood uh, main cabinet style thing that you know blah. I unfortunately also ordered an enclosure for it, a very much smaller enclosure than my tank stick, because I can't get my tank stick over here, there's not just not enough room my desk for all the VR and the tank stick and all the peripherals and the 15 microphones and 12 cameras and oh, stop the madness so I bought, I, I got I ordered, this is like fucking a month and a half ago, I ordered off of Etsy uh, a $25 very small arcade enclosure with the pre-drilled holes and everything and it never showed up I should have been wary that it was only 20, I think it was $25 was shipping um, and I wrote, I, I wrote the guy asking him what the fuck and he never replied, oh, drink more whiskey mm. so when, and then, and then the fucking tornado spinner which is a hundred bucks um, I knew that it would not, the odds were very poor that it would be better or as good or better than my token top spinner, which you can't buy anywhere anymore. Um, that was like just one guy in his fucking garage. And that is the best spinner I've ever had. It's, 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 it lives on my, on my XRK tank stick right where it fucking belongs. It's never coming out. That thing is great. So. The tornado spinner took like fuck. It took almost a month for the t- tornado spinner to show up, and I had to write the guy as well to ask him. You know, have you forgotten about this? What the fuck? What's the status of my order? But anyway, it finally showed up this week, and I had no enclosure for it, and I have no <coughs> no way to. Um, well, first of all, I, I lack the raw materials to fashion my own arcade enclosure out of like, you know, uh, I do have some spare wood, but it's way too thick and I want just a small box I just want this for the spinner so this left me in a fucking lurch and I was really excited to try out the tornado spinner so I stewed about, I stewed over it for like three or four days and then I was like, one night I was really drunk and really stoned and I didn't feel like live streaming, I was like, fuck it you know what we're gonna cut some Davy board, which for those of you who don't know, it's about a, it's about a mm, three sixteenths of an inch thick, little little over uh, an eight, just in between uh, an eighth of an inch and uh, three sixteenths thick. It's a cardboard, but it's super strong cardboard. I have tons of it uh, for bookmaking because it's what I use to when I when I bind books. Um, if I'm not binding them into leather, I'll use Davy board and I'll bind the tapes from the binding straight through the board. So I cut the board for the front and the back, and uh, you know, it makes an impervious fucking codex. Um, so there I am at like three in the morning in my garage, and it is fucking outrageously hot. It was outrageously hot and humid that particular morning, oh god, we're never gonna get done with this show, the show's just gonna go on, it's fucking ponderous, man, if I were here, you would say this is ponderous, and we have no chance 
of surviving this fucking week's episode. So I, I cut uh, a top and a bottom because I, ideally, well, the way that the the uh, tornado spinner is supposed to mount is that you screw it in from underneath. You 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 know drill uh, up into the bottom of your board and then pop the. Uh, it, it's very heavy. It it weighs a ton. It's all metal. Um, blah blah blah. But I couldn't do that. And I wasn't going to make a box by hand out of Davy board. So what I did before I cut the Davy board was I found, because I have like just nothing but detritus here at the uh, studios of Ultimate Darkness, Glamorous Las Vegas, Nevada, um, from endless packages received over the many eons, all of which have been saved by carefully placing them on the floor wherever they have been unpacked and kicking them out of my way as I navigate uh, you know, the uh, cavernous halls of this tremendous edifice to uh, internet broadcasting Um, and so I dug through all the fucking spare boxes I had I found one that was perfectly sized cut the Davy board top top, side side, side, side then I duct taped this fucking monstrosity all together with two layers of Davy board one on the exterior top then then the actual box the top of the box which I had, had reinforced with Gorilla Tape uh, prior to beginning then underneath that I put the other layer of Davy board um, still knowing that I wouldn't be able to screw the uh, the spinner the actual spinner part of the spinner, because it's just like a top that like sits on a metal rod and then like this giant fucking, uh, it's like four inches tall, I want to say um, metal construction that houses the actual anti-gravitational spinning device or whatever the fuck, and then that goes out to like uh, two leads and then it goes to a uh, uh, little miniature circuit board that serves as the USB translator so that it harvests, you know, so it can translate the analog data from the spinner to something that your computer can ostensibly read and so then that didn't work and I knew I wasn't going to be able to screw it in so I I cut holes in the top, punched right through the fucking Davy board which took a long fucking time those of you who have ever worked with really thick Davy board know what I'm fucking talking about Um, then I duct tape all that monstrosity together, clean out the holes so that none of the, you know, blah I fucking duct tape I, I gorilla taped the actual thing into the from the bottom, like a cradle, to the interior top of the box, and that left a like a three inch, two and a half inch, two and three quarters inch uh, gap between the bottom of the box and where the spinner, the spinner, uh, you know, um, mounting or whatever stopped. So it was like hanging there. So that wasn't gonna work. Then I. Then I then I wanted it. I wanted the actual. Sp- I don't know if I just said this or not, but the, the actual spinner, like the the thing that you actually handle with your hand, was not flush with the top of the box, and the box wasn't perfectly flat because of all of the gorilla tape. So then I measured it out with uh, CDs. Then I duct ta- I gorilla taped them together. Then I gorilla taped them to the box so that it sat flat on top of the box. But the problem, but the the that's when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to cheat without having the um, actual spinner mechanism or whatever 
Because it was like hanging there, floating three inches from, you know, like the surface of my table, three inches like above the where the box ended. So then I spent a long time fucking figuring out what the fuck I was going to put underneath it to buttress it because I wanted it to be stable. Did that. Figured out that two packs of uh, empty uh, cigarettes also gorilla taped together and then gorilla taped. The whole thing looks like a fucking bomb is the point. Now, why do you care? So I plug it in to my USB and into my computer expecting it to behave like any other spinner. You know, basically mimicking a mouse but only on the X axis, you know, so like my mouse cursor should go left to right and not up and down didn't get recognized at all the little circuit board, uh, the little breakout circuit board between the uh, analog to the USB, it lit up briefly, but it didn't stay lit and so in the process of diagnosing what the fuck was going on I wasn't sure if I pulled the pins out incorrectly or if they, I just did not know and there were no instructions with this fucking thing, which is real big disappointment because a hundred bucks it's a very expensive little arcade peripheral just to play Major Havoc no instructions, setup was not easy, it didn't even come with any fucking screws Uh, it didn't tell you what size screws you needed so I had to, anyway (coughs) not that mine got screwed in but so in the process of bug of, of figuring out what the fuck was going on with this, uh, I realized that my motherboard is indeed having severe problems. It's got an overcurrent condition on uh, on three of its USB ports. I did some moderate cleaning and some moderate, you know, attempts to ameliorate this. But I, I haven't busted it open and given the full, you know, full as fuck, you know, canned air, John Goodman arachnophobia treatment to it yet. But an overcurrent condition on my motherboard, which for those of you who don't know what the fuck that is, that means that there, it, that, yeah, that one of my my you my motherboard has like fucking eight hundred USB, um ports on it which makes this like way more difficult to fix I was hoping that it might have been my Amazon USB hub um, and I think it's still that might play a part in it but anyway the bottom line is motherboard has power issues like ooh like dangerous power issues and then I experienced a bunch of bugs uh, not, not, uh, not a bunch of bugs I, I experienced this firsthand through several system crashes over the intervening days that followed. So, no tornado spinner for me yet. And even if I could get it working, I'm not entirely sure how to make RetroArch and or really MAME. MAME should recognize it out of the box, but I I have all sorts of input problems with uh, straight-up vanilla MAME right now. Just navigating the menus. uh, And so I went into the MAME mini and I tried to make it recognize the keyboard for the anyway, lots of problems my computer is in serious trouble and I have almost zero dollars, Dolores to fix it, so there we go, that's 20 minutes of the fucking show gone if I've, oh my god some sort of force is banging on the oh god on the engineer on the booth window oh, it stopped Oh, Jesus. Oh...
<sighs> oh, that vorpal fog. It's turning green, neon green. There's a face. It's a giant smiley face. It says, Whiskey. Whiskey. Ah, good idea, Ivor. Good idea, Ghost of Ivor. That brings us to our next top story. Man, this is going to be an hour and a half long fucking show. Yeah. Oh, the other fucked up thing was, and I actually got video of this, Scribus, which is not a video game, but it's, you know, uh, uh, um, typesetting, uh, pre-press layout design program, uh, program for uh, uh, typesetting layout and design for pre-press, like professional pre-press, like, and stuff that I also do. Um, Scribus fucking had this bug that I think was related, actually, to my overcurrent condition, which is, I'm not entirely sure how, but my displays freaked out. The whole thing, the whole system crashed. This happened twice, and I've never seen a display, multiple displays freak out this way. They just became bands of pixels that ran in order from my leftmost monitor across each monitor to my rightmost monitor, and then, you know, down a row, down a row, down a row, down a row, down a row. And I completely locked the system up. It happened twice. Happened the second time I got video of it, and I sent it to a uh, Said someone was like, yes, you see, I am computer master. I am invincible. So, that brings us to our next top story. We have like four more top stories. And a big feature, and we have a huge deals section for you this week, which will mark the return of the deals music. I know you are very excited about that. I am excited about it. Ivor would be excited about it. Next top story. I'm sure you've read about it. So, yeah, uh, so... Undoubtedly, if you follow uh, gaming news at all, like from like a, a semiotic or you know uh, social socio cultural kind of bent at all or in any way, then you probably saw this week when uh, the developers of Ion Maiden, which post early access release became Ion Fury, caused a fucking furor uh, when. A bunch of... Now, okay, look. We have to talk about this intelligently. I'm not interested in who's right or who's wrong in this discussion. That's not even really for me to fucking say. I know where I I break down in terms of these issues, and I'm sure that you have your own very... Well, maybe maybe you do, maybe you don't, but you everyone has their own feelings about this. Um, but he, well, here's the bottom line. Here's the boilerplate, as reported in Kotaku uh, this Monday. And uh, special thanks go out to friend of the show Jeff Jeffy Wise, who uh, pointed this this story out to me, and then bothered to take the time to explain why I should fucking read it. It's like, oh god, this looks like a fucking nightmare. And you, here's the deal. The developers of Ion Fury, which is a Duke Nukem 3D, not just a throwback, not just an homage, but it's built in the same engine that Duke Nukem 3D was built in. And for those of you who never played Duke Nukem 3D, Duke Nukem 3D was a, we could call it a ribald, tongue and cheek, um, 
style of loose cannon sense of humor from an earlier age in gaming. This is the, the 90s. Uh, a less sensitive time. Ion Fury is like the ultimate homage to Duke Nukem. Now, I've taken screenshots inside of Ion Fury of posters that are on the walls. It, it's set in a far-flung future, futuristic dystopia in Washington, D.C. You play a chick cop who is having a drink at a bar. It, the bar gets blown up. This happens in literally under the first 15 seconds of the entire game. This is the only introduction. Bar gets blown up, almost kills her, ruins her drink, and she goes on a killing spree against uh, an ev- a seemingly unending onslaught of heavily armed, insane, cybernetically augmented pseudo-religious cultists who are blowing up the city uh, with constant terrorist attacks and are have seized control of everything and are killing innocents and blah, 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 blah. It is, simply put, it is two-dimensional sprites in pseudo-3D in a demi-pixel trash um, faux-3D universe inside the same engine that was used to make the inimitably awesome Duke Nukem 3D and also adopts the same sense of humor as Duke Nukem 3D. Same sense of humor, same tone, same style, uh, lots of references to... um, uh, the Die Hard series, lots of, um, you know, uh, cheap action movie comebacks and woody ball malls from, you know, our heroine, the Ion Maiden. I've seen posters in this game that I've taken screenshots of that I thought were hilarious, but were really offensive. Like, there's one, like, about uh, how you need to kill yourself. It's a suicide help hotline poster, but it's one where, like, they want you to kill yourself. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Um, they actually have a poster in the game for Fuck You, Baltimore! Big Bill Hells! Come to Big Bill Hells, the meanest sons of bitches in the state of Maryland! Bring us your car! Bring us your wife! We'll fuck her! That's right, we'll fuck your wife! <laughs> Home of challenge pissing! If you can piss six feet straight up in the air and not get wet! Yeah. <laughs> It's a YouTube uh, video that you need to see if you've never seen it because it's one of the funniest parody commercials ever. They have a poster for Big Bill Hells. They have a poster for Domestic Abuse Hotline that advocates domestic abuse. Meanwhile, throughout this entire game, literally, I'm like, what, fucking 15 hours in? I've killed thousands of people. With a shotgun, with double Uzis, you shoot them in the face, you blow them up with grenades, you 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 kill them however the fuck. You kill a lot of them. You kill them in bulk. You kill them wholesale. You know, this is an extremely violent 1990s style, Duke Nukem style um, video game. So it's going to be a throwback. It's not going to be politically correct. Uh, and it's all meant tongue in cheek. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 not meant to be a serious political statement that, you know, if you're suffering from depression, it's time for you to actually, you know, yes, you know where it is. It's right there in the third drawer of your nightstand. The bullets are in the top shelf of your closet. One with the 
broken sliding glass door and the screaming baby downstairs and your job is going nowhere. Get the bullets. Get the gun. Yes, that's right. Yes, you know, you just want to look at them. Yeah, be sure to load the gun, though. Yeah, now, now, just see how it feels in your mouth. You know, it's that's not what the game is fucking saying. So, here's the deal. This, you know, this is like the full metal furor. Like, F-U-R-O-R, like, outrage, you know, blah. Earlier this week, uh, based off of uh, some complaints from uh, from the game's player base. And by the way, I also want to clarify this by saying that I am a fucking bleeding heart tax and spend liberal. Like I am fucking as left as I'm uh, not as left as you can get, but I, I'm I'm I you know I, I I went to school to become a sociologist so I could save the world through. Um, you know, programs that ameliorate racism and uh, economic injustice and blah blah, and that was a long time ago. That was like fucking, you know, nineteen. That was literally nineteen ninety-seven to two thousand and two or whatever. So, a contingent of uh, the game's player base were offended by two homophobic references that appear in the game. One is, uh, you know, it's weird because I, I think that I these are from, I think I've missed both of these references. I think I saw the O-Gay, which is like a shampoo. It's like a skin cream. Like, I guess it's meant to parody uh, oil of Olay or Olay or whatever. You know, like this my mom used to use a skin cream called Olay, uh, Oil of Olay or whatever. But in the game, it's called Ogay, which I think is kind of funny. And then th- there's another part in the game where evidently there's uh, like a backpack or something, and the brand on it is Fag Bag. F-A-G-B-A-G. And the, the, the developers got a bunch of complaints from people and then people dug up some Discord chats of the developer and one of his uh, uh, of uh, his co-developers or uh, subordinate or whatever uh, making homophobic jokes in Discord from, you know, uh, over the previous couple of months. Not for public consumption, but they had screen caps of it and blah. And so... They came at the they came to the developers and they're like, "You need to change this. We find this offensive." Okay, I'm going to now. I'm I'm quoting from Kotaku here. the re, The rest of this is going to be from Kotaku, and then I want to explain my response. And when I read this, it was like four o'clock in the morning, and I was stoned out of my mind. I was so drunk and I was so tired. But Jeff Jeffy Wise, you know, got me so pissed off once he explained. Like, tell me, give me one reason why you should fucking read this. What the fuck happened? Because I like this game, you know, I don't want to read this story about how this game is a monstrous racist game. We'll get to my defense in a minute. But here's where I have a big problem. According to Kotaku, last week, this is uh this the the dateline on this was uh, Monday 4:30 p.m. 
this this last Monday. I'm reading directly. Uh, this is by great reporting by Nathan Grayson of Kotaku. Kotaku has some really good fucking journalists there. Good journalists, game critics, and cultural, you know, um, peeps on the scene. It's it's Kotaku's really good. Reminds me of the golden days of of uh, game journal. Anyway, last week the game de- games developer and publisher apologized and said they'd remove the homophobic content from the game. We're talking about two specific things in the game. Ogay, which I personally just think is funny. Oil of Ogay. You know, I mean, meanwhile, there's posters like, kill yourself. And there's a domestic abuse hotline that says you deserve it. Like, I'm not kidding. There's a poster for that. The game is obviously not a serious political message. You're this chick who just flips out and starts killing everybody. Um, apologized and said they'd remove the homophobic content from the game. This week, the Ion Fury team is singing a different tune. Continuing on, Ion Fury lead developer Richard Gobiel, who goes by the handle Terminix on Steam, and who had a pair, uh, who and who had appeared to have taken part in Discord conversations criticizing social justice warriors (SJWs) feminists and trans people posted a statement via his Steam account that was described as quote, joint statement from Voidpoint and 3D Realms the developer and the publisher here's the statement that he issued we will absolutely not be censoring Ion Fury or any of our other games now or in the future, including but not limited to by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial facial wash. That would be okay, the statement said. Now here's the thing. I don't give a fuck about what he said in Discord or who has screens of it. If it was for public consumption, then it was for public consumption. Everyone, I'm, you know, like, I don't give a fuck if he was talking about SJWs, which is, by the way, a very derog. I take that as a derogatory term. I regard myself as a social justice warrior. I know many people who regard themselves who, who, without the stigma of that, you know, dim, di, di, diminution, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like an insult. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, fucking, you know, beardy, bleeding heart, lefty, fucking hippie boy here is gonna tell us that it's wrong to beat your wife, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, no, it is wrong to beat your wife, and it's wrong to make anyone feel othered. In, like, an intentional, brutal way that's designed to shame and humiliate them for who they are. Um, You know, when we're talking about especially things that are you know, like uh, racial or ethnic identity, religion, um, and, uh, you know, your sexual identification or gender. I don't know what, what the terms are these days, but, like, you know, how you how you gender identify. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, it took someone to tell me that when someone becomes, when, when, when a transsexual or a trans person or whatever um, goes to a, a new gender and makes, like, the full transition the, you, the proper pronoun to address them by is first, whatever gender they transitioned 
two, not their previous gender, and or if they have told you, or if it's like, you know, in the public record and well-known, you identify them by whatever pronoun they prefer to be identified by. I had no idea about that until like fucking four or five years ago or something like that. And I, I have, I have transsexual. I, I was, I was raised with. Uh, anyway, you know, I'm, I, this, you know, there's. This always becomes like, well, some of my best friends is black. Oh, I know many a cock, cock nigger Jew. Words that are terrible to say. <laughs> You know, it's just anytime like someone's like, "Oh, I was raised with you know, uh, gay people in my family," and you know, I, I had I had a transgender friend um, who was way older when I was growing up. You know, it doesn't matter. It always just sounds like some sort of you know defense for like deep seated racial or you know homophobic and or you know religious based animosity or whatever. I am here to tell you that I have I love yeah well. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Um, the fucked up thing, though, so forget about the social justice warriors thing. We'll, we'll let that slide because that wasn't, you know, blah. The thing that bothers me about this is they didn't have to come out and say, "We'll absolutely not be censoring Iron Fury or any of our other games now or in the future, including but not limited to by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial face wash." Which, by the way, I is a statement that I actually pretty much defend um, across the board. Because if you are getting upset by... I mean, oh, fag bag is a little harsher than okay, because, you know, fag is not really, like... You know, fag is, is what you call someone when you, you want to you know, make them feel bad about being gay or to point out that they're gay as like a point of shame and humiliation so you can other them and, you know, gather the the frothy hate mob around them and chant or burn crosses or do whatever fucking weird ass crazy xenophobic bullshit that, you know, you gotta do. Fuck you. If you're like that, then you got some fucking problems. But Ion Maiden, Ion Fury is not the place to really get pissed off about this, I'm talking about from the point of complaint. So, so here was here's how I I was so stoned, I was so high, but I was like, Jeff, after I read this, let me explain to you exactly what. Don't these people have fucking PR people? Um, because they didn't have to say that. They didn't have to say it like that. They didn't have to, although I do actually support that statement. We're not going to censor this and, you know, you can't take a joke. Go fuck yourself. This is obviously not the game for you. We're not trying to target anybody. We're not trying to make anyone feel bad. So here was the press release that I wrote at fucking five o'clock in the morning, stoned out of my mind. This is what I think the Ion Fury, Ion Maiden um, PR shop should have put out there instead of letting their um, developer, who I mean, this game's taking a long time. He's got a lot of a lot invested in it. And by the way, if you're of a certain age, that's French for being old as fuck, like myself. Then you grew up saying, "Oh, that's gay," as like 
not like as fuck you queer um but just like it was a conversational thing it, it's it was a different time and uh Ion Maiden Ion Fury is firmly rooted in that time and it is not a serious game so here's what here's exactly what I wrote this was I'm gonna tell you so at 3:57 a.m. I'm in my hammock and this is what I bothered to type what would have been better than what they said was, quote, Ion Fury is a game with strong tongue-in-cheek humor and pays heavy homage to an earlier era of gaming. Furthermore, it depicts a strong, empowered feminist message through its female hero. The developers regret having hurt the feelings of anyone who played the game and came away with an unintended discriminatory message. The developers strongly condemn any and all discrimination, both in, you know, real life, the world, the you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But reserve their right to free speech. This is a game, not a piece of political theater. The developers assume that the audience would be in on the period humor they incorporated in these contexts. There are no plans to change these aspects of the game at this point, and we have no further comment. Done! Like... You know, not everyone's going to be happy, but that's a way nicer way of saying, go fuck yourself, asshole. Which, by the way, if I were the developer, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have put okay or fag bag in there. Um, and if enough people, you know, like really, if it seemed to hurt people, you know, if it really, but that's not what the game is about. And it's, it's just a joke. And meanwhile, the other big, bigger thing, I know this, this is going to be probably, this is probably going to be a two hour long episode. We got so much shit to go through this week, but I really wanted to address this. The other major thing that I would, I would say if I were their PR person, you know, their point PR person dealing with this ever evolving disaster, because the worst thing you can do is say, oh, we'll change it. And then, you know, three days later, come out and say, fuck you. We're never changing anything. And this is censorship, which it is, by the way. And this is like one of the things about, you know, being, you know, uh, very, you know, I would say like on the, on the scale, like of leftism, like a hundred is, you know, like, uh, being a fucking Marxist or whatever, you know, or whatever your fucking bizarre, whatever the, the latest, uh, stereotypical trope and, uh, otherization of the Democratic Party is f- du jour under the Trump administration, whatever your maximum fucking leftist, you know, I want to go to Cuba and fucking talk to, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, as far to the left as you can get, I'm probably like a strong 80, definitely a 75. But, um, the other thing I would say, if this was a back and forth and not a written press release, like if this was actually like a press conference, which ideally, that's what I would have held. You know, being the point person, I would have, like, had a conference call with, like, Kotaku and, you know, five other, you know, reporters that I could get on the call as soon as possible. And whatever other media wanted to cover it, you know, blah. I would get them in on the call. I would record the call. I would live stream the call. I would make it accessible to everyone so I could take questions back and forth. But let's say that that statement, which by the way is, I think perfectly defensible I think my statement is perfectly defensible, it's like chill the fuck out guys 
let's say that the the reporters really were not satisfied as they probably should not be because they are there to advocate for their readers regardless of however kind of off base and out of control they may be and when I say out of control I don't mean like you know they're raving lunatics but this is pretty fucking crazy like there are two gay jokes in a game that is a pixel trash homage in the build engine from 1995 or whatever I mean you don't get that like you're listening to KTIT KTITS home of the best the best music in the Los Angeles area that's straight up from Duke Nukem I could drop that in. If Ivor were here, I'd not... Oh my god, he's now a phantasm. We're gonna go two hours. So deal with it, kids. We're gonna go two hours this episode. We got so much shit. But I, I really need to express myself about this. Let's say that they came back... Let's say the reporters came back saying, well, how do you respond to, you know, members of the LGBTQ community who say that this, you know... Uh, is hurtful to them and perpetuates, you know, misguided, uh, stereotypical otherization of uh, those with different, with, you know, those who are seeking the lifestyle, who are living out the lifestyle that, that, you know, they feel they were born to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they were upset. Meanwhile, by the way, I've not heard that. I've just heard that they got some complaints from some ostensibly well-meaning liberals such as myself who just took it a little too far what I would fire back with is simply this we're talking about a game where in the first five minutes you basically kill upwards of ten people a minute in the most brutal graphic two-dimensional depictions of pixelated gore and violence it's as, it's, it's as close to a nine as you can get for the medium. Are you saying that we are advocating that people should go get a shotgun and start killing people? No, that's not what the game is about. And if you think that's what the game is about, and if you're taking the game that seriously, then I can promise you this is not the game for you. Nothing that we will ever do to change this game will make you happy and you will not get this game's sense of humor and not all games are for everyone not everyone has to like everything not everyone has to feel like they are being attacked when they are not being attacked there are real forces of greater evil greater consequence greater um uh, from a media perspective greater reach and bigger megaphones that are in the mainstream political culture of the present day that are way more egregious than anything you can find in Ion Fury and Ion Maiden, you know, blah. And our message is not intended to, to you know, make fun of any specific anyone. It's just an incredibly violent 90s era style game with 90s era style tongue-in-cheek, ribald action movie humor. Um, if you can't differentiate between that and, you know, Jews will not replace us, or go home, you fucking commie faggots, you know, people marching with tiki torches, fucking actual political represent representatives, like fucking the Steve King guy, 
you know, people on Fox fucking news who defend these fucking people like they're shills for this fucking racist administration that has resulted in real xenophobic violence in which dozens and dozens and dozens of people in only two years have been murdered senselessly, innocent civilians. You know, then if you can't differentiate between Ion Fury and the real issues that you should be pissed off about, then trust me, you need to never play this game and I will offer you a full refund to any and all who want, you know, that's what I would say. Because this game's obviously not for you and our intention is not to, you know, we're not trying to slur or tar or make people feel bad about who they are. It's not what the game's about. Same way that the game isn't about being a chick who just fucking murders with fucking unbelievable impunity on like a constant level that makes Max Payne look well like Max Payne you know Max Payne was not a game glorifying uh, police on civilian violence it wasn't a game glorifying the abridgment of civil rights it was an action game, and you know, gay guy, a guy, not a gay, a guy. It was a game in which a guy. Oh boy, what a Freudian slip that was. The queers are everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, and that's a joke, and that's that's what it was meant to be. But now they've blown this whole thing up with their fucked up, you know, reversal of a response. Don't when people come to you and with genuine concerns. And, and, you know, genuine grief. I personally, I think that fag bag is for 2019, it's a little too far. We live in a different era now. But okay is, I think, just fine. Fa- I even think the fag bag is actually, it's edgy, but it's fine. Duke Nukem was edgy, but it was fine. Um, you know, the, the cops in Duke Nukem were all, all, were all warthog pigs. What, is this a game about how we need to all go out and become cop killers? No. It's not the message of the game. You're missing the entire point of the game. In fact, you're missing the entire point of being a social justice warrior because there's other things that you need to fight for. There are people who are doing like egregious damage in this area and in other areas and you should talk to them. But in the developer's reversal of their original statement, they've just exacerbated this and now they look like racist cocksuckers and they make it really difficult for me to want to keep playing the game more, but I will I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm defending them or if I'm chastising them but I'm chastising both sides of this argument and I'm defending both and I don't see like that logical sense making uh, analysis being brought out in I only read three, three pieces on this um, over the week but uh, I don't see anyone like looking at it like on its face value like what you know and the discord stuff that's unfortunate but I imagine those were private conversations and not a MAGA rally you know what I mean it wasn't televised it wasn't for public consumption it's what I assume I don't know I'm not that interested in delving that deep into it because I'm all only interested in what's inside the game and from what's inside the game you know the anti- gay stuff, which is not anti-gay. I I don't think it's anti-gay. I think they're just... They're jokes. They're jokes. And they may have taken it a little too far, 
but everyone has their own threshold. And this game is so obviously from 1995 that it's it's like it's like getting pissed off at a at a at a Donald Duck cartoons during World War II that depict, you know, Japanese as, you know, most offensive character ever. Well, we were at war and we weren't that culturally sensitive. In fact, we had fucking Japanese in internment camps and it is a dark moment in American history, but you know, you, you don't you don't indict all of Merry Melodies because looking back now, something is no longer a product of its moment. Everything's a product of its moment. And especially in terms of a video game. You know, it's not like it's a fucking uh, lecture from fucking uh, Sebastian Gorka, that cocksucker. Or, you know, Stephen Miller, also a cocksucker. Or any of the other misbegotten miscreants sent straight from the darkest pits of hell to uh, divide us on every possible fucking way they can to maintain control of us. That I think is the more pressing issue. That and the fact that a you know a guy drove six hundred miles to kill innocent fucking women and children in a fucking Kmart because they were Mexican. You know, I mean that I find that very upsetting. And all of that has been stoked by this administration and et cetera, et cetera. It's enablers. That's where the real action is. Don't go after fucking Ion Maiden. And if someone does go after you, don't get so fucking pissed off that you know people want to censor your game. You know, you have to give a little. You're in the... It's 2019, goddammit. It's the 21st fucking century. You know what I mean? Like, for Christ's sake. Grow up a little and fucking show some cojones and some fucking moral credibility and come out with a statement that actually makes plain in a rational, you know, non-offensive way that articulates your position. Because I do think that, like, it could be a... There could be a chilling effect. Um... And some chilling effects are good, you know. I, I'll close this this story. Um, I know we just spent twenty five minutes on that, but you know, I know people on on the Discord, friends of the show, who really detest um, people like me. Who, who I, I I gladly embrace the the mantle of social justice warrior. Like fuck yeah, yeah, that's me. I wish I could do more than I I do. Um. You know, so much of it is just like calling it like you see it on Twitter. But anyway, um, I, I, I want I want to close with one thing. This was um, this is from Matt Taibbi's excellent book about the uh, about covering the uh, 2016 Republican campaign and its aftermath. Uh, insane clown president. He talks in one one chapter. These are dispatches from his coverage of the of the race uh, for Rolling Stone. It's a fantastic book. At one point, he describes the aggrieved white, poor Trump voter as a stereotype. You know, that's what, like, that's the stereotype of what a Trump voter is. And he says, he he writes in in Insane Clown President, Taibbi writes, personally, I'm a, personally, I'm a bigger fan uh, I think it was Charles Barkley who said who said this on TV. Political correctness, it isn't even a thing. It happens to every generation. You know, 
The generation before gets older. The younger generation points out their flaws and makes it an issue for them to change their ways. Some of them can. Some of them want to. Some of them don't want to. And some of them can't. But it's not a thing. It's Political correctness is not a thing. It is the natural reformative... This has been going on for, for fucking ever. You know? Um, and I, you know, I just, I just wish that on one hand, I wish that the people who are complaining had a better sense of humor and that the developers had better PR people. And if they are racist cocksuckers, then fuck them. I will return their game. Like, I mean, if they come out with any, you know, fuck you faggots or anything like that, I will fucking return the game. I don't give a fuck. And I will fucking, I will. I will, I will go, reach out to every uh, journalistic institution that still will accept my copy, and I will fucking bang it like a cheap drum up and down the street. But that's not what's happened here, you know. And I think that you have to have a sense of perspective, scale, scope, intended meaning, and uh, the context of it, you know. To um, I don't think that anyone really should have but it's not my place to say who should be offended and who shouldn't you know if you're offended then you're offended and you have a right to your feelings it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the right to you have the right to impose those feelings regardless of logical basis for your argument in defense of those feelings on everyone else and vice versa something like that so our next top story yeah how is that for 25 fucking minutes about homophobic slurs I mean oh Jesus in a fucking video game that it, it, and it's not like the game is rife with homophobic slurs I, you know it's just it's just it's like you, you can't find a better battle to pick than Ion, than Ion Fury I mean it's like arguing with a postage stamp for Christ's sake Um. anyway moving on Special thanks go out this week to Boldy Lockers, in spite of him getting Ivor Molina killed, and Ivor is now taking on a distinctly vaporous, dark, swirling, ominous, uh, Edelonic kind of ugh, icky visage, as if his own presence is itself a portal into the Stygian void, the bleak miasma of ultimate hellish oblivion. Oh, he just, he, he carved, he just, uh, just, um, love misted on, on the booth window, uh, a smiley face. Hey, cheers, Ivor. You're right, more whiskey. For how long? Mmm. I have every iPhone, Apple device, including my iPad, on which my notes are, said to do not disturb, and I didn't touch anything. And for how long? It asked me. Fuck you is for how long? For forever. Cheers, Ivor. You're still fired. But many thanks go out to Boldy Lockers, who hit us with one of our favorite type of uh, landmarks in this show. There's a long list of games if, you've, if you're new to the show, then you don't know this, but ever since we started the show, 
we drew up literally a long list of games that that uh, in order for Linux to become a first class citizen uh, gaming platform like other lesser operating systems such as you know one that may or may not have been developed by Bill Gates um, and that other one that was just a rip off of the other one which was all just a rip off of Linux but hey it doesn't matter of, of Unix but it doesn't matter water under the bridge um, there's a list of games that when I started the show that I knew Linux would need to have either in branded form as a port or running basically seamlessly which is what Proton has done for so many games this is five years ago now um, or having an off-brand play alike you know a, a knockoff but a really good knockoff that fulfilled all of the features of the game that it was ripping off uh, that was available for Linux in order for it to become a full first-class, world-class, you know, gaming platform like other lesser operating systems. So you could play with your friends the type of games that you want to play and blah, blah, blah. Well, Bully Lockers hit me with one uh, one of the game, one of the types of games that's been on this list for forever since the original inception of it. And, and it's a game that I would never have played and I would never have known about had he not hepped me to it. As of this week, via Lutris, you can now play World of Warcraft Classic, which is blowing up all over Twitch, evidently. I saw like 80,000 people were watching uh, two different uh, streamers on Twitch like fucking three hours ago, four hours ago. That's when we started recording this podcast. It feels like we're never going to make it, man. Um, that's 80,000. It was 66,000 on one uh, streamer and 22,000 on the other. I was like, wow. Anyway, World of Warcraft Classic, which, you know, the kids are just going apeshit over, uh, will run under Lutris. Now, and if you need um, help uh, getting that to work for you, um, Boldy Lockers is on vacation, and I'm not kidding. I don't mean to name check Boldy Lockers or to volunteer him for this, but I'm pretty sure he would volunteer for this. Anyway, uh, he's literally, he just left I think today for vacation, but if you jump on our Discord channel, there are people on there. I, I don't use Lutris that much. Like, I use Lutris sometimes for RetroArch and for a few other games I've used Lutris. Lutris is a lot easier to use now than it was when I first started using it, like, fucking four years ago, when nothing fucking worked. But someone on there, on our Discord, uh, will get you sorted. Just, you know, say, help me with Lutris and World of Warcraft, or something like that. And uh, someone will get back to you. Bully Lockers would be the ideal candidate, but he's on vacation. I don't know. He didn't say when he was going to get back. So, that is a that is huge news, though. World of Warcraft Classic, which is a Blizzard game. I don't give a fuck. I never, I never got into World of Warcraft. Real-time strategy, no matter how massively multiplayer it may be, never been my thing. I was just made that way. It's what helped me dodge the bullet of World of Warcraft addiction. Luckily, I suffered from many other types of addictions that I find that, well, that especially in retrospect, I found to have been much more productive, infinitely more enjoyable, and uh, to be a profound moment in their own right 
uh, and a product of their own times, such as ah, Counter-Strike! 1999 Counter-Strike. That's when I was playing Counter-Strike. Mm, no shit. 1999 through 2002. So, the fact that WoW Classic is available doesn't mean much to me, but I know it means a lot to a lot of people. And that's why it was on the list from the very... Basically, on the, it was World of Warcraft was what was on the list from the very beginning. So, if we ever get a bell sound effect, it'll probably be the day at, the week after we complete the entire list. Because we... Over these last five years, man, we have punished this... Punished this fucking list, man. And World of Warcraft Classic, although it's not... I don't even really know the difference between Classic and... Well, I don't know what WoW is now. Is it not WoW Classic? I imagine not, because this is like specifically WoW Classic. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Runs via Lutris on your Linux box. So go forth and rejoice. Um, whether or not you're addicted to it or were addicted to it and want to just relive some of the addiction memories, there's nothing like revisiting those soft, warm, comforting addiction memories from so long ago. That's still never going to get me to play Counter-Strike ever again because last time I quit was the last time I'm ever playing Counter-Strike. Unless it comes out in VR. Um, but I understand... I understand. And so it is a momentous thing. And again, many thanks to Bully Lockers for pointing it out to me because I would never have known. Warcraft, not my thing. Real-time strategy, not my thing. MMORPGs are really not my thing. And real-time strategy MMORPGs, definitely not my thing. Warcraft, absolutely one of my least favorite franchises in the real-time strategy arena. Like, I'm I'm way... There's so... I can think of five other games that I liked much more than Warcraft. Although Warcraft 2 was pretty good, but there's too many cave missions. Anyway, so that's out there. Um, We were going to do a feature this week, but I guess our feature just got basically popped into our top stories. So we didn't... We it's That's kind of fortunate. We, what we were going to do, we'll save it for next week, because... Yeah, I don't want to go for two hours. Um, what we were going to do was a complete feature wrap-up. So I'll do a teaser of it. Of No Man's Sky post the update. The massive update that added the Nexus and a bunch of other shit to it. And also ostensibly added Steam VR uh, or uh, virtual reality compatibility to the No Man's Sky universe. Well, this week... This is like, what, week three since its release, post its release? As I warned you, No Man's Sky is once again back to full price, which is so stupid and so short-sighted. It was half off for a whole fucking week, so if you didn't get a license, then you're going to have to wait for a long fucking time. But it was only this week that the performance issues for playing it outside of VR got fixed to the extent that I could play it for I think I logged like seven hours in it this week, or five hours in it this week. I have no way of telling. Uh, whoa! More than that. Because I was at two, I was at 298 hours last week. I'm at 313 this week. Point is, 
I've gotten to play finally as they've released patch after patch on a literally by daily basis every other day for the last two weeks or whatever they've pushed out a patch hotfix etc to the massive update well it now runs it's now performant um outside of VR and as of yesterday it is relatively performant inside of VR on Linux and playing No Man's Sky in VR is amazing. I was going to do a feature that I was going to call No Man's Sky post-update. The the good, the bad, the new, and the tired. And I I, I got great notes for this, too, because I, I got to spend, you know, finally... First, VR didn't even fucking work. I'll just get... I'll, if you're interested in the VR aspect of it, which is not the bulk of what I wanted to talk about, and we will cover it all next week, don't worry. If what you're really interested in is the VR aspect of it, the in-ship performance problems for VR, at least on the Valve Index, on Linux, running via Proton, etc., 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 have been made playable. Like, the game is actually playable in VR when you're flying your spaceship. The controls are not where they should be. Like, literally, you can grab onto the stick, the, the you know, the the um, the joystick for, like, you know, controlling pitch, yaw, <laughs> etc. Um, and what you have to do, let's say moving the stick forward makes you go nose down, okay? I can't remember if it's this way or the other way, but it doesn't matter. Let's say moving the virtual stick that you are now virtually holding in your virtual grip makes the ship go nose down. Like we're like if we were flying a plane, we would be going towards the ground at that point. And let's say pulling back on the stick makes you go nose up, so we'd be going towards the clouds if we were flying a plane on Earth. The way this is achieved is not with the same degree of sophistication as a game like uh, Vox Machinae featured uh, two months ago I think, or six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, in this very self-same podcast. It's a great Mech Warrior style game where the Valve Index grip knuckles controllers you keep your hand on a thing that controls your your mech's turning and you keep your other hand on one that controls its jump jets and your fucking forward thrusters it's your, like your throttle well in No Man's Sky in virtual reality and I'm going to save everything else I just want to warn you about this one thing instead of moving your hand because I mean like so in virtual reality it looks like you have your hand on the stick instead of moving your hand forward um like almost kind of the way like if you were to punch a midget and you were standing and you want to punch him in the face you know it's like almost like a rock'em sock'em robot to the gut you would move your hand forward to go nose down right because that would make the stick go nose down because you're holding a virtual stick right no what you have to do that would be on the x axis let's say like that'd be like uh I'll, you know a lateral axis that would be like um, if you held your arms out in front of you like a zombie the distance from your shoulder to the tip of your right hand 
out in front of you, that's what you would expect to do to go nose down, right? No, instead, pitch is controlled by still holding the stick, moving your hand along the Z-axis that's up and down. So to go nose down, you have to raise your hand like straight up into the air like you're doing like a Black Panther, you know, with you soul brother, you know, Black Power Fist kind of thing. You have to literally, which makes no fucking sense. And the inverse of this is true. To go, that's to go nose down. To go nose up, you have to go the exact opposite in proportion. To as high as you can raise your hand, to as low as you can lower your hand. And in a game, one of the few games that has great compatibility with um, seated and standing virtual reality play, this is a major disappointment and needs to be rectified and ameliorated. But as I originally counseled, when the game first came out and it broke, when the update first came out and broke everything, I said, I counseled patience because Hello Games will fix it. Eventually, they have a track record of being the worst at marketing, promoting, and the interrelationship of those two aspects of their business alongside of the development and patching and quality assurance aspects of it. They are the worst. They are absolutely the worst. But they do get the job done eventually. And I am very pleased to say that the game is very playable in virtual reality now on a Linux machine. I'm running a 1080 Ti um, and the performance is not great inside of the, the spaceships that you have, but it's, it's definitely playable. The controls inside the spaceship need to be fixed, but the game really shines when you are in virtual reality on foot. If you don't have virtual reality, the new update adds so much stuff that we will talk about it next week. Now, before we go, it's been a long time. Kiss me once, kiss me twice, kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Ivor. Oh, shit, he's dead. Oh, my God. He now looks like a phantasmic corpse. He's all rotting flesh and distended eyeballs and blasted, irradiated skin, scorched skin, and bones protruding from it. But he appears to be healing Ivor. It's time to do the deals. So why don't you uh, drop us that music? First off, in case you've been living underneath a rock, and yes, we will get out of here in under an hour and 40 minutes. We have a bunch of deals for you this week. It's so good to hear that music again. <laughs> it's probably been a year since we've had the deals music. Uh, for those of you not, anyway, doesn't matter. Right now, devo- is, right now, the Steam store, the Steam store is having a sale. Devolver Digital Publisher Weekend. This is one you want to get jump on with both feet because, as I was remarking, um, I oh fuck, it's like 18 months ago with Captain Ford. I was telling Captain Ford about you know, whatever latest Evolver Digital game I was playing, and I, I highly recommended it to him, and I was like, buddy, just answer me this, you game as much as I do, have you ever fucking played a game that was either developed or published by Devolver Digital 
that ever sucked. And we, because this was something that, that that it occurred to me like an hour before having this little chat with him, and it, it hit me as like, there has to be one, but I, I can't think of any. And that's exactly what he said too. And it's true, Devolver Digital makes them some good fucking video games. And basically all of their flagship titles are on unbelievable sale right now. So this is a fairly whimsical highlight-esque selection. The Devolver Digital sale runs now through September 2nd. Once again, it's Friday, August 30th right now. So you got you got some days if you're hearing this early. But even if none of these games appeal to you, like I said, it's a fairly whimsical selection. There's not like a strict order uh, that was applied to this. Except for, you know, games that I think that you might have missed or games that you might have looked at but forgotten about, etc, etc, etc. They have a ton more and they are all on really steep discount. Generally speaking, really steep discounts. Um, I picked up the Talos, uh, Talos Principle VR at like 80% off. Um, they have both the Talos Principle VR and the original Talos Principle, but we'll get to that in a moment. So, first off, one of my favorite games of the year so far, and we're, you know, it's, it's, we're heading into the ninth month of the year, so we're coming down to the, you know, last three months. August is always the death ship season in terms of uh, the publisher release schedule that used to exist. My friend Pedro, bullet time has not looked so good in a side-scrolling platformer ever. Incredibly fun game. Once you master it, you're just getting started. I've logged dozens and dozens of hours of my friend Pedro. One of the most violent video games of the year. And deliciously so. Wall jumping, bullet timing, akimbo, independent aiming, fucking the whole the whole shit and trust me you need to play this game and if you haven't then just listen to our mutual friend Pedro uh, bananas have never been more bananas uh, my, fem- my friend Pedro all of these all these deals expire September 2nd right now is 25% off not that much but it's down from $19.99 to $14.99. So if you've been looking for an excuse to buy My Friend Pedro, and you should have been this entire time, go get that. Up next, a game that is so often forgotten from people's like list of the best game that they've played on Linux since, you know, Steam, since Valve adopted Linux for Steam OS or whatever. Broforce. Bro, yeah, motherfucker. The only side-scrolling platformer, destructible environment, absolutely bloody melee, fucking Contra-esque multiplayer hell staffed with the entire cast of every action hero from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even into the 2000s ever in glorious pixelated exploding nasty trash craziness it is a carnage fiesta of just everything is exploding and we're all dying and it is one of my favorite games broforce which if you do not own you need to get this now broforce is 75 percent off right now at three 
$2.74. That is less than half the price of a pack of cigarettes. You can't buy, you can buy a 40 of OE for maybe five bucks. Broforce, well, embrace the bromance, buddy, because that love, that love will last you a lifetime. Bro, yeah! Broforce, up next. If Broforce is not insanely violent enough for you, or if you just hate glorious fucking excellent video games, and if you never like Contra because, oh, dare I say it? I'm not gonna say because you're a fag. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that because that would go against everything I said earlier, but it would be funny if I said that. And I'm not trying to, you know, don't, don't hassle me because I will tell you to fuck off. You can't take a joke like that, then holy shit. Let me introduce you to your new best friend. Let's get the wang out. That's right. Low Wang. My Low Wang is actually very good. All you have to do is imagine that you are a Low Pan, but a very hip kind of Low Pan. Like a skeptical Low Pan. With giant fucking sauce, motherfucker! That's right, it's Wang time! Oh, Wang Dang Doodle! Oh, who wants some Wang? Shadow Warrior 2. One of the, oh god, one of the best sequels to any first-person shooter that I've played that's not in the Wolfenstein franchise over the last several years. Shadow Warrior 2, which if you have not played, you don't need to play the first one. The first game is nowhere near as good as the second one. And the second one, this story, it's... It's... Even if you have B in the first one, this, the story in the second one where it picks up, it's not the most lucid or contiguous kind of but it's great introduce you to one of the most charismatic heroes ever kind of the opposite of um the lead in ion fury slash ion maiden who just basically spouts off a bunch of uh, catchphrases from die hard like quarterback is toast in a chick voice no no wang actually uh, has things to say and many people to fucking kill are you like that um, that was that was very stereotypical. <laughs> that, was, that was that was pretty racist right there, actually. But he said it first. Um, Lo Wang. So Shadow Warrior Two brings together the holy dyad, I guess, of um, holy trinity of melee weapons like swords and weird types of melee swords like cursed swords all kinds of blah, blah with a full unbelievable arsenal of like dozens of insane 21st century style firearms magical firearms explosive firearms pro you know DARPA type firearms etc that's the second leg of the triad, and the third leg is all with an upgradable, uh, free-form uh, experience where you can make individual weapons as powerful as you want. And this game, unlike the original reboot, which is called Shadow Warrior, based off of the Shadow Warrior 
uh, from the same era as Duke Nukem, actually. Um, the reboot is nowhere near as good as Shadow Warrior 2. So if you didn't like Shadow Warrior the reboot, give Shadow Warrior 2 definitely a try. Because it's it's infinitely superior. I think it I feel that it is superior to the reboot in every fucking possible way. Um, the story is more interesting, although it's way more confusing because well you'll see. But Lo Wang has all of his huh, all of his charm. Um, and all of the weapons. And in this game, unlike the previous one, there is actual equilibrium between your melee weapons and your ranged weapons. Uh, they you and you can choose which you can use a hybrid of both, which is what I do, or you can choose one or the other. You don't have to, but you know whichever ones you decide to upgrade. There's many, 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 many. There's infinite ways to upgrade all of these weapons, and it can go on literally endlessly. Unlike in the last game, which really forced you into either a range, it was basically ranged weapons only after a certain point because the enemies just got too tough not so in Shadow Warrior 2 it makes for a unbelievably graphically violent full 3D um, modern for, I mean, you know, cutting edge at the time that it was released, it was like what, two years ago um, it still looks fucking fantastic, we only reviewed it like a year ago I think um, and oh, and it got our f- worth full price, every price, any price, all day, every day, any day award. Well, right now, Shadow Wire 2. My God, with green eyes, Mr. Button. <laughs> Low pan. Well, remember what old Jack Byrne used to say never drive faster than you can see. Um, Shadow Warrior 2, right now, through September 2nd, is 75% off. That's unbelievable! At $9.99. Yes, it's not the newest game in the Devolver Digital, you know, blah, it's not my friend Pedro, but it is a AAA title. You've never seen anything like it. If you've never played either of the games, get the second one. Then, after you beat the second one and you fall in love, then you can fucking pick up uh, the the first reboot on some other sale or whatever. It's not worth playing through the first game for the story. It is absolutely worth doing it the opposite way. Play the second game, then play the first if you feel like it's necessary or if you can stop playing the second. At $9.99, 10 bucks, that is two forties of Old English, OE. That's, that's like a 40 of Steel Reserve and a pack of Marlboro Red 100s. I mean that's a that's an entertainment bargain. You, I, it's gonna be good for like 30, 40 hours at least, and the game is technically endless. Now, puzzle game that I've never played, but which all of my almost all of my friends who play a lot of games and whose opinions I respect and who are also my friends, like I know them well enough in terms of their character and the types of games that they play and their their uh, critical eye and you know blah, blah blah to trust their judgment I hate puzzle games the Talos principle T-A-L-O-S this is not the VR one the VR one is also steeply discounted I picked it up today I haven't had a chance to boot it up I've had a long fucking day the Talos principle is 80% off at $7.99 
Captain Ford, good friend of the show and a good friend of mine from the Etherwebs. Um, the only game I've seen Captain Ford play more than the Talos Principle, which he would play for like a whole week. And I'd ask him about it, you know, oh, wow, are you still on that game? I know I'm beating it for the fifth time. Then he wouldn't play it for like three months, four months. He'd go back to Factorio. No one has played more Factorio than Captain Ford. He is the ultimate Dark Jedi master of Factorio. Then he would go back and be playing the Talos Principle again, and I'd be stoned or whatever, or drunk, and I'd be like, didn't you say you beat that like fucking three months ago? Like, oh yeah, no, this is like 17th time I'm beating it now. This game is so good. It's so good. He was He is not alone in that assessment. Talos Principle, 80% off. Game does not go on sale that often. Because this was a flagship Talos. It's an older game. It came out in, I think, 2017. Uh, but 80% off at $7.99. You want to pick that up. Um, and Captain Ford, now that I have the VR version, I will be finally experiencing the Talos Principle. And then we'll see. But, you know... I want to cover all the bases. Like I said, this is a whimsical trip through the Devolver Digital Publisher Weekend Sale. This is not necessarily the bullet points, because you can just go to their fucking page in the Steam client and see. Our final selection is a game that you probably have missed. I don't want to demean or make assumptions about you and how hardcore of a gamer you are. But many people miss this game, and it is not a game to be missed. It is called... Oh, man, we had so much fun reviewing this game and featuring it when it first came out. It is called Not a Hero. Not a Hero is a side-scrolling cross between elevator action and... Oh, God. Uh, elevator action and... Max Payne and uh, Donnie Darko. You take on the role of an ever-evolving cast of hitmen as you unlock them, all engaged in the service of the immortal, the inimitable, the supreme Bunny Lord. <laughs> A sadistic maniac who's capacity and rapacious appetite for just wholesale slaughter and bloody violence is only matched with his unmitigated greed and unwholesome innate drive to uh, to seize power and feed his uh, you know deranged ambitions in his quest to become mayor of your fair city to say that this game has a sense of humor is ridiculous. She's Welsh, baby! To say that this game is fun to play is a ridiculous understatement, too. To say that the controls are tight, the action is fraught, frenetic, slightly puzzle-based in that, like, you end up in shooting positions that, you know, are, you have to think your way out of sometimes. All of these are understatements. Until you actually serve the Bunny Lord, I'm afraid I have to count you amongst my enemies. Well, luckily for you, you don't have to be my enemy. You can be my friend. 
Go buy Not A Hero, 75% off at $3.24. That, Broforce, and holy shit, I just realized. Okay, so we got 15 bucks for my friend Pedro. Broforce at roughly $4, so that's like $19. Then uh, 10 bucks for Shadow Warrior 2, so that's 25 bucks. Eight bucks for Talos Principle, so that's what, 30, I just calculated this, I was like, what, 32, 33 bucks? And then $3.24 for Not A Hero, which if you missed it, you gotta get this fucking game and you gotta play it. I don't care if you don't like side-scrolling platformers or elevator action or even games with like stories or whatever. It is one of the most psychotic games I've ever played. It is laugh out loud, funny, surreal. It's 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 a you absolutely have to play. Not a not a hero. So I can't remember where we were, but it's like under forty bucks. You can pick up four unbelievable games and there's many more uh, on the Devolver Digital uh, Publisher Weekend sale page so check them out that'll do it for us Ivor kill the music oh my god Ivor now he's just dressed like the fucking Grim Reaper you can't even see his he's pointing directly at me a skeletal ethereal finger pointing directly at oh no he's not he's pointing at the ah one final shot cheers Ivor to your health and to never speaking of the dead, for we shall join them soon enough. Hopefully there is an unemployment office outside of this mortal coil because you are still fired, Ivor. We'll be back next week with our promised feature that we were supposed to do this week, all about No Man's Sky. What is, what was it? The good, the bad, the new, and the tired. Till then, keep watching the skies and check out that Check out uh, WoW, Cla- WoW Classic Violutris and uh, yeah, and uh, I wish that I really wish that No Man's Sky was still on sale but if you didn't pick it up or if you haven't played it in a while, if you, ha- if you have it in your library, now is a good time to boot it up again if you're waiting for the majority of of the fallout and flack from all of the broken newness that broke the game for many, many, many people across all platforms. If you're waiting for that shit to die down, now is a good time to boot it up again. And, you know, to be honest, No Man's Sky did win our highest award, worth full price, any price, all prices, anytime, every day, all days, 24-7, 365, whatever era, whatever time period you can be in fucking... Scarlet Pimpernel, Revolutionary France, and you know, my first question to Robespierre would be, well, you might be able to find anything to trap me in your guilt examining my public record, monsieur. But, I've got you dished. Have you played No Man's Sky? It's worth buying. Because the game very rarely goes on sale. They really want you to pay full price. They seem to be pretty intractable on that position. So, you know, think of it as uh, tithing 30 bucks to the uh, independent game development gods and know that you are backing one hell of a one hell of a game, single player or otherwise, virtual reality or otherwise, 
and uh, we got tons to tell you about it next week. Cheers, thanks for bearing with me, and uh, hopefully I didn't offend anybody with the Ion Fury stuff, but I really felt it needed to be addressed. Alright, later days. Looks like we're gonna have to get the Necronomicon and fucking do that goddamn ritual again with Ivor. Never tried it on Ivor. Oh boy. Oh wait, he's trying to say something. Wait, wait. Oh, he, he has, is it, let me, hang on, Ivor, let me, let me see if I can override that locally. Let me see if I can, yeah, open that channel. You had something to say to me? Now you listen, now you listen, for you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles, and you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines, and you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes, and you're going to wear a girdle, and especially a girdle. Oh, fuck you, Ivor! Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right. Four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Three, yada yada e, four or five times. Matt Damon. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.